0: To episode number 125 of YWC Football Talk. And before we get into the meat and, bone, meat and potatoes excuse me, of today's podcast, I actually have an announcement as I uh, want to give a shout out to a company <laughs> that's called Sideline.shop. They're on Instagram at Sideline.shop for all your jersey needs, whether it be NFL, NBA, NHL, or even soccer, no matter what you like. Go to Sideline.shop on Instagram for all of your jersey needs. Uh, with me today is nightmare 10. Phil is back once again, but unfortunately today we have to go to not I I don't want to say go to a place, but we have to start somewhere where I honestly thought in the history of the show, I never hoped to go to. And that is, has to do with the horrific tragedy that occurred Tuesday night in Las Vegas, early Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah. or, Or like, I believe it was early Tuesday morning in Las Vegas where, uh, Ray, former Raiders, now former Raiders uh, receiver Henry Ruggs was involved in a drunk driving accident that unfortunately took the life of a 23-year-old girl and her dog. Just want to talk about that quickly. Just said before Phil and I talk about it, just want to send our thoughts and prayers to everybody involved with this horrific, horrific tragedy. Phil, are you there? Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to go to the video. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. We also have a video and some audio, but no, we'll talk about it first and we'll go. Okay. I I have the video to play of uh, Derek Carr's uh, press conference from yesterday, because so I just want to touch on that as well. Okay, I'm sorry for the awkward silence, silence then. Um, it's, like you said, we we talked like for a few seconds before we started. It, it's not something you want to talk about, and you kind of said that earlier too, um, but unfortunately it's it is newsworthy. Um, first of all, like, like you said, I concur with that. Um, my thoughts and prayers, um, even though I know that saying is not the best, but it, I truly mean it. My thoughts and, and my prayers are, are with, uh, the, the family of the victims. Um, they're with Henry Ruggs. Um, they're with, uh, you know, just anyone involved in that situation. I don't even know the extent of how many people are involved in it. Um, but I do know, um, you know, the main parties involved. So I, you know, obviously a life was, was lost. Um, and one thing I will say, uh, whether Griff touches this or not, um, don't drink and drive, man. Like, it's just like to, to its core, like, and and look, I, I'm going to be completely transparent and awesome. I mean, not awesome. Uh, honest. honest, honest. Thank you. Griff. Honest with you guys. Like everyone's done it. Everyone will do it at some point. Right. Let's just face the facts. Right. But don't do it. If you don't, if you like, I say don't do it. If you can't help it, like, I don't want my words to be mixed. What I'm saying is, at any cost, don't do it. Obviously, someone's going to do it at some point, right? But what I'm saying is, is at all costs, don't let that person be you. Henry's life, Henry Ruggs' life is now over. I say over. His his life as he knows it is over. He will never, I'll say never play in the NFL again. I, I, I don't want to say that for his sake. But he made a mistake, be, all because he didn't make one simple choice. And a choice that, honestly, he had more than any of us have. And the fact is, he has the resources that a lot of us don't have, right? We have Uber. It's expensive. I get all that for for a common person. It can be expensive depending on where you go. But is it more expensive than your life? Is it worth more than your life? Like, it is worth more than your life to take an Uber, right? Like, I would agree, right? Would you th- agree with that, Griff? So, I mean, like... I want, I'm sorry to cut you off. Keep going. No, I'm saying so. I think Griff would agree with that as well is that, if it's forty bucks, forty bucks is better than like you having forty dollars less in your account, whatever it may be. I'm not saying it's going to be forty. I'm just throwing a number out there. Is that that's well worth not even uh, even like coming close to risking it? And look, we're gonna play the video later. But what Derek Carr said was amazing. Like, yes, Henry D- Ruggs does need love, and Derek C- Carr is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, and th- and and that just adds to it, right? Um, If you saw my Twitter, I tweeted about it um, when I saw the videos. as far as, like, the first, like, live uh, uh, tweeting it. We're talking about it here, and it's, like, it's sad. Like, when I first saw it, I didn't know that someone was was dead. So my first reaction, I didn't know someone died. So my first reaction is, he's an idiot. First reaction was, he's an idiot. He made a terrible decision. And then more details came out. So obviously the, the death came out, and then obviously... Um, the fact that he was going 150 miles per hour. I can tell you this right now. I have never driven drunk and gone 160 miles an hour. Close to 160 if you round up. That is utterly irresponsible. There is zero excuse for that. And I understand what he's going through. I, I Look, I'm telling you both sides because he does need accountability. He needs someone to tell him, when the time is right, he'll face that, right? Now maybe that time is not that to to criticize him. I get that, but I will say this: what Derek Carr said is completely fine, right? But it do, he has to be held accountable, and he will, and he may never play football again. Um, and that might be his accountability. That might be his consequence of that. Now, granted, he gets to live his life; someone else doesn't. So, you know, what we what you what pun, kind of punishment he should get? That's up to the law side. I'm not going to sit there and say that. But he made the biggest mistake of his life. That's just – there's there's just no – there's no other way to say it. And it's sad, and I hate it for for all parties involved. I'll just say it like that. And uh, a, a loss – a life was lost all because of something that you don't have to do. You choose to do. And, uh, and I drink, and I will gladly say uh, – gladly admit that I do, but I do – Everything in my power not to drink and drive because it is irresponsible and that all it takes is one time. No, you're you're 100 right. That's one of the things too. Whenever I turned uh, 19, which up here in Canada is legal drinking age, it's just the one thing I've always had with me and my dad. I knew like, look, I can screw up. I can do many things wrong or that seem wrong. That's like a one line though. I feel like that, like I would never cross it, but if it were to get crossed, like it's just you feel embarrassed, you feel ashamed, but at the same time, to look like you're right. He did something that was a horrible, horrible mistake. He was – like I. the last I saw from the reports, he could serve anywhere from 2 to 20 years. He currently is in a Las Vegas jail, and he could serve anywhere from 2 to 20 years in a Nevada prison. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll let the justice system – it's just I think there's just too much evidence against him unless – like I don't want to go down the legal road – I just feel like he has to take a like, – uh, like, I could talk about plea deals or whatever that. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I don't have the means to talk about it. Uh, this is just – it's just – like, I, I don't think there's any other words to say that. It's just a hor- horrific, tragic tragic accident that occurred. And like we said, too, like, I know people, like, have no sympathy, no remorse for drugs. I don't either. I'm just – you have to – I look like, a lot of people have been pointing this out, and I agree with all the parties involved where – not just the life of this girl's life is ruined. Like you have to think about too. Like we'll get to actually two audios that I want to touch on. There's also Nick Saban's from Alabama. There's also Rich Basak but I don't want to go. We don't want to go to spend all podcasts on this. So we'll play those two audios coming up in just a sec. But you have to look at it from look everyone's life. Like Henry now has to live with the burden of because of the stupid mistake I made of him going. I believe it was like 156 miles an hour on not on the highway. This is on the back roads um uh back roads in the Las Vegas metro, metropolitan area. He like at the time at the time the airbags were deployed, it was like 127 miles an hour. So that's still over 200 kilometers an hour for anyone from Canada for listening. Um, but for the most part, it's just like I said, it's this is a very tough incident. Honestly, I told Phil going on this this is the most nervous I've ever been to do a podcast. Episode one was whatever. This is just something I don't want to say the long words or come off bad or anything like that. Like, I want to come on here and talk from the heart because this is honestly a very tough subject. I've seen everyone giving their opinion, everyone, uh, whether it be on TikTok, on Twitter, Instagram, no matter the social platform. And even like someone like myself, even to other football insiders, giving their, uh, giving their outlooks and opinions on this because it is news, but news topic of the week. And like we said, you wish like, look, the grieving process is gonna be very hard for family involved. They haven't released the identity of the girl who was killed. Uh, and also it was just horrific what happened, that she, she was involved in the crash, but then the only reason why she passed was because her car set on fire and she basically burned alive, which is just one of the most – I can't even imagine anyone having to go through the pain knowing that that's how a family member of yours passed away. But like he said, going back to like what Derek Carr said, I feel like what he said was great because look, at the same time too – his family's life's ruined. Henry's life has been turned upside down. Everyone's life has been turned upside down. So with that, we're going to take you to the audios from Derek Carr and Nick Saban. Just to talk to Henry to get no, um, honestly, with, with what we were told, I just didn't know if we were able to, um, haven't reached out. I will always be here for him. Um, that won't change. And I'll prove that over the course of time to him, uh, not to anybody else. Uh, but, uh, he needs people to love him right now. Um, he's probably feeling a certain type of way about himself right now and he needs to be loved. And, uh, if no one else will do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Cause I'm sure you saw the, the news about Henry Ruggs. You just, you just have a comment on that and the incident that occurred in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, you know, our thoughts and prayers, you know, certainly go out to all involved. Uh, in this you know, tragic situation, uh, especially the victims. Um, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with them. Uh, but our thoughts and prayers are also with Henry, his family. Um, and I think this is something that a lot of folks can learn from. Uh, I think a lot of players on our team, when we say challenge people to make good choices and decisions, do the right thing. Um, because sometimes the consequences can be devastating. And these consequences are going to probably be pretty devastating to Henry. Uh, We love him. We're going to support him through it. Uh, But we also um, have a lot of compassion for uh, the victims, and our thoughts and prayers are also with them. All right, Coach, thanks for your time. Thank you. Sorry about that for the end, but that is the end results of the audio from both uh, Henry's former college coach, Nick Saban at the University of Alabama, and Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, just played through YouTube. Um, Hopefully it came out well on the podcast. I'm going to review it beforehand. So if you notice there was some editing involved, that's on me. But if it turned out great, then this is all going to be one big podcast. Um, Just to touch on those quickly, look, they they both said the words that I feel like so many people within the football community want to say. But I'm not going to say not had the courage to say, but I feel like some may be afraid to say because if – a lot of people who say that, like who can say things look like they're defending Henry, but at the same time too, they're both right. Look, he- like, cause like right now he's probably, Henry is probably in a very, very dark place. Cause look, I can't even imagine having to live with the burden of knowing you took someone's life. You ended someone's life because of a simple mistake. Like not a, it's a simple mistake because look, the NFL and their players, I know in 2013, they signed an agreement with Uber and I believe they still have it where they can have a partnership to make sure that they can get home safely. Like, And also, too, the one other report that came out was that – so the legal limit for drinking is 0.08 blood alcohol content. The Toxology report came back that he had a 1.61 level. That is twice the legal limit. So he 100% was like – I'm going to say the word blacked out because when you're blacked out, you don't have control over your actions. You do not know what you're doing. It's just – it's a very dark place to go to. I'm like – I'm just going to say that. Like I I, I want to keep talking but I kind of don't because I don't want to say the wrong words. Do you have anything else to add, Phil? Uh yeah, uh, and I agree. We should probably just move on. But um, one thing I would do want to say um because it's it's getting a lot of uh feedback, and I think he tweeted again, uh Kadarius Tony from the Giants, that is not the approach to make. So Derek Carr and and Saban said it said it great, um and I'm not saying that Tony's not coming from a good place, but the way he tweeted it and the way he worded it, and now is is it's kind of become like. Uh, You know, like now he's getting, you know, a lot of hate because of the way he worded it. It's just immature. And um, I know he's a rookie in the league, um, but someone on that Giants team, someone in his life, whatever, needs to pull him to the side and be like, this is not the time, man. You know how you know how some things there just isn't the time to tweet it. I've done that. I've done it for. I mean, you get texts and you're like, it's just not the time, man. It's not the time. Like I, you're not wrong, but it's not the time. Um, And I think with Tony, it's not only not the time, it just was worded terribly. And uh, it's one of the things why I'm very vocal on uh, – say vocal, but I'm very behind players just not being on social media during the season. So I also uh, – just if you give me a second, I also have just a quick thing uh, from Raiders uh, head coach. I'm just going to add this in quickly. Raiders ha- interim head coach, Rich Basickia, just because – and I know he spoke about it as well. So just give me another second yesterday morning Uh, and we think it's important to keep focused on that as we talk about this tragic event Um, we're we're deeply saddened for everyone affected especially the victim's family that being said we love henry ruggs and want him to know that his terrible lapse in judgment of the most horrific kind it's something that he'll have to live with the rest of his life. The gravity of the situation is not lost on anyone here. And we understand and respect the loss of life. And um, with that, I'll, I'll, I'll try to take your questions. So that is the – just. Want, I just want to play that as well, because obviously Rich Basicki is the current interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously after the John Gruden dismissal a few weeks ago. But just to touch on it again, folks, we – we all here at YWC Football Talk strongly stand against drunk driving and look like if you feel like you have had, if you're out and you feel like you're too impaired to drive, please, please always do what you can to find a safe ride home at the end of the night, no matter who you are in this world. It's always better to play it safe than do something risk, than do something that can risk not only yourself, but others around you. Well said, Griff. All righty. Well, now we're going to, I know it's going to be tough to switch gears, but we're going to move gears because on before we get to the week nine slate of the NFL, which I will say right now feels super weird to say that we're already halfway through the regular season. Like, I don't like to say it, but at the same time, too, it's like, hey, NFL football. Um, we got to talk because obviously the first college football rankings came out, and we can run through it. Obviously, there is one huge omission that we we're going to get into in a minute. But I have a quick B first because the top four rankings go Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State. And then Oregon at four. Um, I do have some problems with there because I feel like and then Ohio State, I believe is fifth. I'm gonna pull up the actual rankings. I believe Ohio State is fifth and then uh, I want to sit uh, Cincinnati just, is six six and Cincinnati and six, which I still feel like look is a little silly.' It's, it's not right. also as I see here too, that PJ Black is going to be in Minnesota for a few more years. Uh, okay, and also to college football expansion'll we'll, uh, continue on the uh, on uh, December 1st. I am going off topic here, folks, because it's what I do best here at YWC Football Talk, or in real life, if you know me or if you're part of the YWC. Um, I am super unprepared for this, obviously, because I was trying to spend more as focusing as much as the Henry Ruggs situation as I think, as I could. But um, so right now, yes, I have it right here. That's through NCAA.com. So here's the top ten: Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, Notre Dame. Uh, other crazy missions. I want to talk and not well, obviously the big mission here is coastal Carolina, but also to, I feel like teams like like Baylor at seven and one, I feel like Oregon at seven and one and four is just, I don't know if they're just throwing the pack 12 a bone or not. And honestly with Michigan state, uh, if you I'm going to look at their schedule because I want to see when they play this team, but they do, uh, what's the magical words I'm saying. So obviously Michigan state with a huge win last week over the university of Michigan, their next game is against Purdue this Saturday. But coming up on Saturday, November 20th, they are at Ohio State. And I feel like Michigan State is a cute little placeholder until – they. if they lose that game to Ohio State, then as soon as that game's done, their dream goes down the toilet. But I feel like the committee is just waiting for them to lose. And also, too, the fact that Alabama lost a 14th-ranked Texas A&M and is in second just doesn't sit right with me, considering Michigan's 7-0 and and Alabama's a high one loss. Michigan State, excuse me. So, you ready for me to go off? <laughs> So I text Griff, uh, or I tweeted, well, text, whatever. Um, I was, when these rankings came out, I was actually on my bowling league, uh, shout out to myself. Cause I got a two Oh three that, uh, that night. Cause I was so fired up, but <laughs> anyways, um, these rankings. All right. So we all know, if you don't know, maybe you don't know. I ranted about the rankings last year when coastal, uh, got shafted from a big, uh, uh, a, uh, what's it called? Uh. From the rankings, they were always like down by the bottom. No, no, I think the they highest were, I saw them uh, was like 17th. Oh, a, a New Year six bowl is what they call it. So yeah. they were they played in the Liberty Bowl six bowl, which, whatever, um, if Cincy got one, what like, okay, all right, first year we've gone undefeated. I get it, whatever, we only played BYU, whatever you want to say, whatever excuse you want to say, whatever. The whole thing is consistency, consistency year in and year out, okay? So I'll get to coastal in a minute. Well, let's go. Let's talk about this, these rankings, okay? This is exactly what I said last year, and I'll say it again. And this year, if not this year, uh, the next year, what, this will mark my words. On I, I tweeted this. This will be the death of the college football committee. Now they're going. Now th- their their answer to this is they're going to extend it, right? That's not going to change anything because their their mindset is what has to change. And until that changes, the only thing that's going to change that, of course, money money talks everything, right? But what's gonna really change that is gonna have these teams that are not in the power five. This is a power five college football playoff. Stop thinking it's anything else. It is the power five college football playoff. Until I'm proven wrong, that's what it is. And I know what you're gonna say. Notre Dame's not in the power five. Well, Notre Dame can kiss my ever-loving ass because they're they're always and will forever be the biggest fraud. Okay, like they can win. They're all they're only hanging on to their name. They will always hang on to their name, but. This precious Notre Dame that these rankings committee, ESPN, everybody loves, was beat by Cincinnati. Beat. Not even, not clo- not no. They were beat by Cincinnati. Now was it wasn't a blowout. I don't even remember what the score was. I don't even care, honestly. They beat Notre Dame, precious, holier than thou Notre Dame, right? No pun intended. Cincinnati beat them, and still, still. Get no respect. Number one, Georgia, no problem. Number two, Alabama is an absolute joke, and here's why. Texas A&M is only ranked now because they beat Bama. This team lost to two teams they had no business losing to, right? A&M is a joke at that time. Now they're ranked because they beat Bama. But Alabama has no business being no, – Now, now let me go ahead and preface this. These rankings are, of course, super early. And all of it will play out, right? That's what they always say, right? This is just what we think now, right? Of course, Georgia and Bama have to play each other, all that. Michigan State still has to play Ohio State, like all that kind of stuff, right? Oregon will have to play, you know, all that, right? So, but get this. We're talking about best teams right now. We're not talking about what the future is, right? This is what these rank – this is the committee's words, not mine. Past work, right, body of work, not future. You can't guess what they're going to do, right? So that's why they, I assume they have Bama, too, Michigan, whatever. So but let me ask you this, committee. You're telling me a Bama team who had no business, zero, zero business losing to Texas A&M, went in to that game and lost to Texas A&M, and now all of a sudden you're going to say Texas A&M is good and that loss is good? Get out of here, bro. A M and was not ranked, if I'm not wrong. Were they not ranked when they played Bama? Uh, at the time, I don't think so. They were unranked. So l- listen here, Coastal Carolina. I'm going to use a, not a great example, I'll admit, but Coastal Carolina lost to an unranked App State team, and they dropped to hell. And I understand they're not Bama. I get it. I don't, I don't have a a prime a better example of a team that that lost, it. but A and M was unranked. Bama dropped like four spots. That is utter bi That's bias. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what you think of Bama. I don't care if you think, oh, they had a bad night. They're still the second best team. in the- I don't care what you think. Losses have to matter in college football. They have to. They always have. And if you're telling me that loss only has Bama drop three or four spots, that is utter bullshit. And sorry for cussing, but that is utter bullshit. It just is. So that's just well, on Bama. It's SEC bias, first of all. There is major SEC bias, and I'm a Gamecock fan. Y'all know this, but I don't. I see through that crap. The SEC has always been and will always be – well, not always been, but has always been lately a top-heavy team, a top-heavy. There's two or three teams that are good. This year you got Georgia, you got Bama. The next best team is Auburn or A&M. Okay? They're not top-heavy. I mean, they're not uh, – they're not – The powerful SEC – okay, anyways, I'm not going to rain on I I could. We've done that enough times with Marquise. Shout out to my boy, Nightmare Baller1. Because he – I messaged him too and made sure I was on the same page with him, and a lot of this I am. Um, He agrees it's going to play itself out. But, you know, anyways, so not to completely go off on any any longer, but the point is these rankings don't mean shit. And and what these rankings are going to do is you're going to have a Cincinnati say, F your rankings, right? And we're going to start a power. 5 We're non-power five now. Cincinnati, I think, joined a power five, didn't they? They, they uh, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU are all going to the Big Twelve. When Texas and Oklahoma eventually do move to the SEC, I believe in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Right. So maybe. So so maybe the answer is you have to join a power five. I don't like that answer. I think the answer should be anyone not in a power five should. Should literally get, get come into an agreement and either leave the NCAA, which is massive. I don't know if that would happen, but or say we want our own college football or we're going to play, we're going to just agree to play. Because as far I mean, I've seen teams, I don't, I know, mean, I, I assume they have to get NCAA approval, but BYU and Coastal played out of nowhere. So I assume if the two teams can agree and, and it's legal, they can make it happen. Now, NCAA might not recognize it, but then you have like mutiny on your hands, right? I mean, like. This is where it's going. And I know that I'm maybe thinking of extreme. Like money will talk. So we'll see what money does. I'm just predicting this. I'm predicting that either one of two things happen. Either they'll, well, one or three things, I guess. Either all these teams are going to join power fives. Either it's going to just, it's going to be clear that it's just a power five and the committee is going to have a nightmare on their hands and extend and have to extend the playoffs. And then we'll see will they will they just add more power five teams cuz that's not the answer <laughs> the answer is to be able to get non power five teams so if you want to put the top the only four you're going to put in is power five teams okay then say that stop lying because it's 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 idiotic to tell me you don't think it, that you're not saying it's a power five 4. basically if you're not a if you're in a power five you have to lose 3 games to not make it that's just a fact you have to lose Three games, and everyone has to lose three. Then Cincinnati has a chance. Looking at these rankings, knowing that they, where they rank them now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati le, le, legitimately has zero shot at making it. Zero. I'll say it right now. They have zero shot. And the reason why I say zero is because Bama loses their two losses. You don't think two losses, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know if they're going to put them behind Cincinnati. Let's say Bama wins, then it's over. Then their shots are completely gone. So, anyways. I've ranted enough, but one thing I'll say is, lastly, I won't rant that long, but Coastal Carolina not being ranked, their 21st in the AP poll, is utter bullshit. I'm done. I'm just going to say something, and I heard Paul Feinbaum say this on ESPN Radio the other day. The AP poll means shit once these rankings come out. Like, the, like the AP poll means something, but like now it doesn't mean absolutely anything because everyone pays so much attention to these college football rankings. Like, yes, the course is going to play itself out, but the one big argument I'm going to make right now is, look, Eventually, we're going to get Georgia and Alabama in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this December. It's it's bound to happen. They're going to meet for the SEC championship. If Bama loses that game to Georgia, they do not belong in the college football playoff. I'm sorry, a two win team doesn't get in. Hell, the only reason why even I'm going to go to Oregon. Oregon is only ranked because they beat Ohio State. That's the only reason why Oregon's in the top four. Excuse me, like Oregon very well probably will win the Pac-12 championship. But the only reason that they're in there because look. The Pac-12 is the redheaded stepchild of, of college football. Let's be serious, serious, serious. Sorry, sorry, Alex Larson. It's just the truth. I know Oregon plays Washington this coming Saturday. Um, and then also, too, like I said, Michigan State. I feel bad for them because, look, they're having this great season. Mel Tucker's a great head coach, really changed that program around. Good chance he's taking the LSU job, USC, Penn State. There's going to be a bunch of jobs. I say Penn State because I think James Franklin's going to take one of those big-time jobs in college football, too. Um but the fact that Michigan State is basically a placeholder until they lose to Ohio State or if Ohio State wins the Big Ten Championship, because, look, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. These championships are all – I'd only say – because, look, the – and that's the other thing, too. I don't know why Oklahoma is underrated compared to Oregon. Oklahoma's undefeated. Now, obviously, they changed quarterbacks. They've had a lot of high-scoring games. They almost lost to Kansas. You know what? That's Big 12 football. Big 12 football, no defense, all offense. I love it. Bet the over if you're betting Big 12 football. It's easy money. My whole thing with these rankings is, is just that, look, we know that eventually they For all we know, we're going to end up getting Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and then that's how it is every year. I heard, I heard Kurt Chirp Street say this numerous times where, look, with college football this year, we knew going in, look, obviously one team didn't pan out. That's Clemson. Clemson's a lot worse than we thought. But every year for the last year, years, everyone's going to assume, oh, it's Ohio State, Clemson, Bama, and then you're figuring out the fourth seed. This year, it's going to be a musical chairs unless Alabama slips somewhere down the line. But I don't see them losing anywhere anytime soon. I know they still have to play um, they have to play LSU this Saturday. That's probably going to be a win for them. And they have to play Auburn in the Iron Bowl, which more than likely will be a win, barring something crazy. So that's all I'm saying. Alabama's going to make it in. The only way they won't make it in is if they lose the SEC championship game to Georgia. Now, obviously, we know Nick Saban had the illustrious record against assistants. And even two-yard rate, because I remember it as you were saying that. That Alabama had a game going of a, I believe it was 100 straight wins against unranked opponents, and 24 straight wins against uh, ex Nick Saban uh, assistant coaches, and then Jimbo Fisher broke all that. But even too with Texas A&M, I looked it up. They lost to Mississippi State, and they only beat Colorado 10 to seven. Colorado, is not who does not have a good program right now, they're not one of the good programs of the Big 12. The Big 12, frankly, it's only in my opinion Oregon, USC, and we'll see what happens with Alex's Huskies. My whole thing with this is: look, we all know what exactly the committee's doing. It's just like, just admit it, just tell us the truth. But they're like, no, no, no. This is what we think. We all know they're bullshitting, and they're just not going to come clean with it. That's literally what this. That's literally what it is. They're just going to make it seem like everything's fine, but it's not. We know the system's flawed, and they th- basically, Phil, the way they think they're going to fix at it, they're basically throwing crap at a wall and hoping it sticks. That is literally what they're doing by expanding it. And you just – and here's – th- exactly. But here's what they're going to do when they expand it because, like, I already said this, but you pointed it out again. Mississippi State, with three losses, is ranked 17th. That infuriates me. Coastal Carolina has one loss, which is a tough – I understand it was a bad loss. I get that. But it wasn't a bad loss. If you look at – they went, had to go to App State, which is not an easy place to play. Okay? It's not. I'm Beautiful not – Beautiful baseball field, though. Huh? Beautiful baseball facility, though. I've seen their stadium That's- baseball. And – uh they had to go to App State, and they should have won the game. I get that. And they should be penalized for losing it. I get that. But they should – unranked? You're telling me right now that Mississippi State can beat Coastal Carolina because I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that Wisconsin at 5-3 and three can beat Coastal Carolina. I don't want to hear it. If they could, put up and shut up. That's what I want to know. If you're a Wisconsin, Wisconsin. fan listening to this, if you're a Mississippi State fan listening to this, if you're a San Diego State li- fan listening to this, tell me you can beat Coastal Carolina and put up or shut up. That's all I want to hear. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm going to say
0: this so, so far with Wisconsin. So their losses were Penn State. So here's who they beat in. Actually, I'll do this better. So they beat in Eastern Michigan, who's not ranked, Joe. Illinois, Army, Purdue. Joe. Joe. Their only impressive win is Iowa. Who's, who, only, who's ranked only. under them now? Iowa is currently ranked at ninth. All I say is I pray I pray Oh, twenty second twenty second excuse me they drop because let of me that. say this I pray coastal Carolina ends the year strong wins out it's not gonna the wins aren't themselves aren't gonna matter wins out everyone else just keeps losing and they have no fucking choice and then they put this – sorry for my language sorry they put coastal Carolina in I'm passionate because I went to this school by the way, for anyone that cares I, I love coastal Carolina and they're not getting the respect that it, that they deserve and I understand they lost. But last year, this is two years in a row. And I'm, I'm doing the same passion for Cincy. I have a friend that that went to Cincy, a really good friend. And I've said the same thing to him. They got hosed. If Cincinnati wins out and doesn't make the college football playoff, that college football playoff will not matter. I will not watch it. If Cincinnati wins out, I'm talking about wins out. It doesn't matter what anyone else does to me. It does not matter. If they win out, they make it. If they don't make it, it's a joke. It's just a flat joke. And Coastal Carolina, if they don't – I, get back to that. If they went out and they get ranked eventually, whatever, right? maybe they don't get ranked, I don't know, and they give them a bowl game against the SC team. I can't wait. I freaking can't wait is all I'm going to say. I can't wait. The only thing I'm going to say about... I'm, I'm going to channel my channel uh, my own rival, Bart Scott. Can't wait. Let's go. The only thing I'm going to say about, the only thing I can see and I've heard people say this is just Cincinnati's strength of schedule because they play Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and East Carolina, all teams that they aren't beat there. Notre Dame. That's the thing, though. They've beaten Notre Dame. They beat UCF 56 to 21. They put a stomping on Temple 52 to three. Now I know that doesn't mean much because Temple's a bad program, but still, you have to respect the records. Looking at strength of schedules, like oh, but they played this and this and this. Strength but, of schedule is bullshit because guess but, who gets to decide that? These Power Five teams. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah, like, you know, like, for example, Alabama, when they play a school like Mercer and they know they're going to get killed, Mercer gets $2 million. Like, exactly. Mercer, like that's the thing that was so preached about last year with the COVID-shortened season of only playing in conference was the fact that all these small schools lost millions of dollars because, look, hey, there might be a game where you're going to know, willing to go into it, get your ass kicked. It benefits the school because college football funds so much, not just for athletics, but academics. And what's going to happen when these teams say, we're not playing you anymore? They can do it. Now, granted, funding, there's a lot of funding situations. There's a lot of stuff I don't know about. Money Lately talks. Gladly comment. What you say? Money talks. Yeah, money That's talks, funny. and I get all that, okay? I know I, everyone's going to like come back, and, and there's a lot of opinions about, about my rant, but I'm going to say this. Eventually, they, and I'm going to use a wrestling reference, okay? Eventually, people stop watching WWE, right? Eventually- yep. Their seats and their attendance and their ratings are going down. Is it taking a while? Yes. But the proof is in the pudding. And eventually the TV deal ain't going to be as sweet anymore. And they're going to move on. So here's the answer. When people stop watching college football because they're not a Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State top team fan, when they stop watching, what are you going to do? They only watch when their team's playing. If you don't put their team in the the game – those bowl games, I'm sorry. Okay. They matter to the schools and to the players. To the fans, they don't mean horse shit. I don't care. Once Coastal didn't get a, a big year six, a big six, whatever you want to freaking call it, New, New Year six. six, a New Year six bowl game, I didn't care anymore. Did I watch the game against Liberty? Yes, because I want to support my boys. But it didn't matter. That game did not matter. And there's no one that you're going to st- can tell me that it did. No, it's, I did. Winning that game meant nothing because we got thrown a bone—not even a bone. We got thrown at scraps, aka Liberty, who, by the way, got so much uh, so much uh, attention going into the offseason, and Where are they? Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, okay. I know Liberty had Mal- Malik Willis is one of the top quarterbacks in the country right now, but we'll see where it goes. But look, you even to have you have seven and all. Like I said before, you have seven and all Oklahoma. They should be in the top four. Like I said, the only reason, my only gripes with this is. I feel bad for Michigan State, and I feel bad for Oregon because I know that, look, the committee is going to find any excuse to pick them out because the committee already knows who they want. The college football playoff, I'm, like, I'm sorry to say this, if Alabama's not in it, you're going to lose national interest because not only – because when you see the name Alabama, it's like the New York Yankees. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. Like I'll say this too. I know we do not like the Dallas Cowboys, and look, we like it when they lose it is best for the NFL when the Dallas Cowboys are good because they know how much of a moneymaker it is for the league. I'm sorry to say it, but it is a truth that – I'm not saying it's like a a dark truth people don't want to admit, but at the end of the day, we all know it's true with what it means for the Dallas Cowboys to be good, what it means for the LA Lakers, what it means for the New York Yankees, even though the Yankees are consistently good. There are all these franchises that, guess what, have a national fan base that will always be there for them. And now with Alabama, though, I'm still on that boat. You go into Atlanta in December and lose, because like I'm saying, I already know it, that first Saturday in December, we're getting Bama, Georgia in Atlanta. Rematch in 2018. If they lose, there's absolutely no excuses for Alabama to be in the playoff. Actually, I don't know if it's the first weekend in December. Oh, yeah, I think it is. That last year was later, obviously, because yeah, yeah, yeah. of COVID and everything. My mind got a little hazy. So, yeah, the weekend, the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, how about that? December 3rd. Yeah. December 4th, December 4th, December 4th, excuse me. Um, so yeah, that, that that that's literally all I have to say about the rankings. For right now, it's just overreaction on takes. But look, once this weekend happens, you've got to start settling things out. And like I say too, uh, I still feel bad for Michigan State because I feel like the second that they, they either lose a game or Ohio State beats them, they're out. They're, Michigan State will be in the New Year's Six Bowl. More than likely, I think, if they don't make it to the playoffs and Ohio State does, they'll probably be in the Rose Bowl against Oregon. But at the same time, too, you've got to look at it like that where you feel bad. Enough. because, Like I said, you get this good program, and then finally, look, that community's is finding any way to get you out. But at the same time, too, they, they probably know they could make it. But I'll say this right now. Oklahoma runs the table, goes undefeated, wins the Big 12. They're getting in. There's no excuse why they shouldn't be in if they go undefeated. Right. No, I agree. And also the school, too, that whenever I hear their fight song, I don't think of the school. I think of good old J.R. Jim Ross. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But look, for the Power Five, it'll play itself out for everybody else no one cares so exactly but no that's the thing though if he doesn't care sorry i said no C- cincinnati though i feel like worst case scenario though you've got to give them a new york you you have to give them at least a new york six bowl even if they don't get the playoff But they got their la- that last year didn't they yeah they got they got they beat jo- they, they almost beat georgia in the peach bowl yeah they georgia had to come back against them so i, I miss me with that that's all i'm going to say miss me with all those cincinnati's not don't don't play nobody all right, folks, well, let's move on to the slate. Obviously, we're recording right now. It is 5.58 on Thursday. First time in a long time I'm recording before the slate of games. Actually, first time in a couple weeks, excuse me. Last time was with Joe Miller III. A few weeks ago, when we were on Bills talk. But tonight, Thursday Night Football, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the New York Jets. Colts are a 10-point favorite. Over-under for this game is 45 points. And I'm going to say this right now. I know the Colts the Colts lost last week, and the Jets looked down impressive against the Bengals. I'm going Colts. Why? Because look, I think in the theory, Lightning doesn't strike twice. And can we all remember, too, that this Jets team had a 50 burger put on them two weeks ago by the Patriots? I'm just saying. Look, I know Danny's probably going to hear that right now. And B.I., well, if this is after the game, and he might be saying, I told you so, but I'm heavy on this Colts. I'm heavy on this Colts, right? I think the Colts take this tonight. And like I said, too. I feel like there's so much recency bias with the NFL teams. Like, if a one team has like a really good week, then everyone gets on them. Like, you know how Cincinnati, for example, perfect example. because They lost to the Jets week before big divisional game against the Bengal, the Ravens. Excuse me, win forty-one to seventeen. Going to New York as a ten and a half point favorite, you put up an L. I'm just saying that right now. I can see the exact same thing happening with the Jets. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where Danny. Danny. I mean. Kudos to him for having, I guess, positive vibes on the Jets, but he gets hung up on this stuff every time. And uh, I love you, Danny, but the Colts are winning this game. <laughs> now, look- Pittman over sixty nine and a half yards, by the way. Mark it. Oh, right. So, do I do I have like massive uh, confidence in the Colts? No. Do I have them confident confidence in the fact that the Jets aren't going to do it back to back weeks? Yes. It's a week look you have to have a short term memory in, a, in certain things when it comes to matchups in the league it's the NFL every once in a while you're gonna see a game that shouldn't have went one way or the other right um it just happens um and I think the Jets had Cincinnati's number um I mean you think you're gonna see a Cincinnati a different Cincinnati team this this week as well so I've got the Colts I'm not even worried about it I, I'm not worried about it either I feel like look is, there's a chance that the uh Oh, excuse me, there's a chance, I think, that the uh, – I am brain farting right now hard. There is a chance that the, in, the New York Jets do a backdoor cover, yes. I just think at the end of the day, like I said, lightning doesn't strike twice because I feel like a lot of these teams will have one good game and then the next week it's kind of back to square one. Like, for example, let's take the Jets. They had that win against the Titans week four, and then week five they go to Atlanta. A lot of people think, hey, you know what? They're going to take advantage of an Atlanta team that's kind of down. Similar situation with tonight's game. You're going to take advantage of this uh, Indianapolis Colts team, and then they don't, they lose. I can still see the Jets covering, but at the end of the day, if I had to pick it, I'm picking Colts to win and to cover the spread. It's a 10-point spread. Yep, I agree. Yes. Well, moving on anyway, folks, to uh, Sunday, first game on the slate, Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Miami opens as a a 5.5-point favorite. 46.5-point is the over-under. Also for tonight's game too, I'm going to say this right now. I think the under hits of 45. I can't uh, 45.5. I can see this game being like 20. I'm going to say 21 to 10. Colts win. Sorry about that. I forgot to include the score before, but I I see the Colts winning like 21 to 10. But for this game right here, I'm sorry. I am sorry to good friend of the show and man who was on the show last week, Mr. Big Rat 310. I'm going to Houston Texans to win this football game. That Tyrod, I saw a report today. I'm pretty sure Tyrod Taylor is starting. Oh, T- Tyrod T- Taylor is starting for the Texans? I got to look that up, but I'm going – I from what I saw, I think it was actually Danny who tweeted it, because obviously Danny, the big rat, who, who always have their great Twitter exchanges. I just got to – if you folks give me a second? Just hang on tight. Yes, right here. Um, Tyrod Taylor, as from Pro Football Talk at 1234 p.m., Tyrod Taylor will start Sunday versus Dolphins. Texans, and this is from Danny a few hours ago, Texans money line is a real possibility at Big Rat 310. There you go. Yep. So there you go with that. And then uh, for this game though, I'm going Texans. I'm sorry. I think Miami's just in a really weird place right now and I think that the smart money bet lays with the uh, smart money bet lies with going with the Texans. I think it's a possibility but at the same time too, I think there's a chance that they at least cover the spread. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know Tyrod's playing, so that kind of changes things. Um, yeah, I, actually, I'll go with the Texans, too. Um, Miami, Tua is questionable. I don't know how questionable he is, but um, I did see that. So I, I'll go with the Texans, too. I, I, Tyrod Taylor could change that. That team's not, like, super uh, untalented on offense. So. Exactly. Um, next up, Denver at Dallas. I, I think Dak is back. I think Cowboys yeah. win this one easily. I think the Cowboys win this one easily. They Cowboys are my lock of the week. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they win easily. Um Yeah, there's nothing else to say. Uh they got I will say this, they got I s I don't want to say got I wanna say luck's the right word to say, but they dodged a bullet and getting a win over the Vikings uh and or not taking an L without Dak. So that shows you how talented that team is. Exactly, they're they're well coached as well. Um, also, so I just can't see it with um, with Denver. I just like if you know before I'm not a Bronco guy. Um, next game is an interesting one. We have Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a two and a half point favorite. Forty-seven is the over/under. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think the over. There's a good chance the over hits in this game. Uh, I honestly don't know who to take for this one, but with Baker's injury, I I got to do it. I'm leaning Bengals. Yeah, I, I actually think the Bengals are going to win this game. I like Jerboa a lot. I think he's going to bounce back in this game. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, just a good team. I just think they, they just dropped an egg uh, against the Jets, which is no. there's no excuse for that, but I think it'll only make them better uh, going forward. I still think Cincinnati's a playoff team, um, and Cleveland just does not look good right now. And there, there's some kind of weird thing going on with OBJ. Like, they're breaking rules, apparently, is what I – I don't know if I read that right, but, like, if – so apparently you can't. You can't tell if someone they can't show up to practice, apparently, or something like that. Something along those lines. I might not be running it right. So they like they have to like to, with Deshaun Watson, he's willingly he's willing to not come to practice and still get paid. So that's different. But like OBJ's not like wants to come to practice, but they're asking him not to. So they have to cut him legally, is what if I read that right. So that's weird. I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe that's not all true. I don't know. Um, the fact they didn't trade him, I don't know if anybody – I mean, who would trade for OBJ at this point? Like, I understand, like, there's a lot of teams, like, oh, we would want him. But, like, is there the interest? Because if there's interest, I feel like Cleveland would have traded him. And they don't want to cut Saints. him because they're going to lose so- – what? Saints. They did try, I think. I, so, I don't know if they – I did hear the Saints tried. But, I mean, I don't know what the Cleveland, – is Cleveland asking for too much? When what asking- I, saw, when I saw, that is what it is. Cleveland was asking for – Cleveland was getting a little aggressive on the trade front. And that doesn't make any sense to me if you're not going to play him. Like, I mean, Watson is a different story, okay? That's a whole other beast, right? But OBJ is taking up money. Like, you're paying him. Like, you can't do this with, like, anyone not a quarterback, right? Like, you just can't do it. So, I don't understand that. I've got the Bengals. Until the Browns prove me otherwise, they look pretty crappy right now. And Baker's just not – he's not the same. Like, you can watch the game and tell he's not the same. So uh and they refuse to let him get healthy, I guess, which is dumb to me, but whatever. So I got Cincinnati winning it. Um I think they just wanna play they're just trying to play him just because obviously they know look their team isn't as good with him, so they know that they gotta uh without him, they, right. They are they, SOL without it's as simple as that. They are SOL without uh without Baker. I think look at the uh end of the day, just I just hope they make the smart option. Uh what am I going to say? He's got to get the surgery. Uh, but even too, there's all the rumors with uh, him. Like they may move on from him. If something else is out there, uh, which I don't think is right. I think you keep Baker, let him play his fifth year option out. Unless he's going to come play. Uh, that's the only option.
1: Yeah. Unless, unless
0: Aaron Rodgers like, come, which we'll, we, we will get into folks. Um, yeah. Unless Aaron Rodgers says, Hey, I want to come play for Cleveland. That's like the only excuse why you do not like, why you play, like why you trade for him. And also too, OBJ, I don't know if you saw this, but OBJ's dad posted a video of basically every open pass, so I think that has something to do with it. Plus two of the I know the Saints wanted to trade, but I think the asking price of Andrew Berry was way too high. I think they wanted the first for him. I think eventually he's going to get waived, and then someone's going to put in a claim. I just hope he doesn't end up in, like, Kansas City or Tampa Bay. I, I, I like, look, I hope he ends up somewhere where, look, he's going to be that number one guy, even if they're not a, a true Super Bowl contender. But here's the thing that, like, I don't understand, like, I don't think he's going to get waived. Because here's here's the thing, like, if the Saints are offering – let's just say the Saints are offering you a third. If you're going to waive him at any point, if that's in your mind, why would you not take that? So they're obviously either trying to make it work, which doesn't look like they're doing doing that at all. Or they're literally going to eventually have to cut him. I assume at the end of the se- – I don't know. End of the season? I, mean, I, just, I don't understand that. Why would you have not traded him and got draft capital for it? Stupid. Doesn't make any sense. But whatever. That's Because, because teams are silly. Idiots. Um, I mean, the Browns organization has always been idiots. So Sorry. Please. Exactly. Um, moving on next, we have Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore opens as a six-point favorite. Over-under is 50 here. <sighs> I'm going to say this right now. I'm going with the Ravens to win this game. But I like the spread for Minnesota. I really like the spread for Minnesota to cover it and keep it a close game. What's the spread? Six points. Mm, I don't know, man. Minnesota. Minnesota is the epitome of uh, of what like week week to week changing, right? Like Minnesota is talented enough to win most of their games, right? But they're also Minnesota, which wouldn't shock you to lose a, a lot of their games, like last week you know, here's your chance to actually get a win on Dallas and you can't do it. I mean, I understand Dallas is more than just Dak, but you know, yeah. anyways, but isn't Minnesota like that team that like, you don't really even know. Like, so I kind of agree with what you're saying. And plus Baltimore has had instances this year as well, where the lions and is another team. I can't, can't think off the top of my head that they came close to it. Um, but the same thing. So, Baltimore, oh, no, it wasn't Vegas. They lost to Vegas. Oh, right. Um, it was another one they were close to and they pulled it out. But Lions was one of them. Here, I can click hold on. I'll click it right here. I'm on. Uh Chiefs is one of them. Uh it was Colts. It was Colts. They had to come back against the Colts. Oh, yes, that's right. They're 20, it was 22 to 3, and then they won it overtime. Yes. Yeah, so they had to come back against the Colts and they had to do the same thing against uh, uh against the Lions, which it's not hard to do against the Lions. I get that. But Justin Tucker saved their butt pretty much. Um, I mean he did. There is no pretty much he's if he misses that kick, they they lose. Um so Uh, So Baltimore could do that. That being said, I still have Baltimore to win, and I think they cover. But uh, I would not be surprised uh, to see Minnesota play well. Sounds good. I'm with the same. Uh, Next up, we have – obviously, we talked at the top of the show, everything going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. They travel to New York to play the Giants. The Raiders are a three-point favorite. The over-under for this game is at 46 points. And throughout all of the tragedies – out of all the tragedy that's occurred this week in Las Vegas – I got to say, I personally still like them to win this football game. Yeah, and, and I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Now, they've played better now. Not, don't get me wrong. Um, but now, every some, all of a sudden, people think the Giants are good. <laughs> like, like they're not terrible. I'm not saying – obviously, they beat the Panthers 25-3, to 3, whatever, but the Panthers aren't what they, we thought they were now, that they're playing teams that are good. Um, now that the Giants aren't good, but um, – these are still the Giants, okay? Let's not forget. They did upset the Saints. They did like I guess beating the Panthers is an upset. Um and then they it was close against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just aren't that good right now. I'm not saying they won't be, but they're just not that good. So that was kind of like a the fact the Chiefs had to barely beat the Giants is, is says a lot too. Um I think that I think the Vegas is look, who was my all right, so I couldn't pick the pass to make the playoffs, right? Who was my pick again for the playoffs? Um what, what was that team? I think it was the Las Vegas Raiders. Like <laughs> Miguel, I don't know. He, Miguel, you have to tell me if you listen to this, I like, I don't understand. If, I don't know if you thought that I was like, like you were happy that, uh, that I picked them or you thought that I was crazy for picking them. So I never got the understanding behind that. Miguel uh, is a busy man. He's a dad. So I get it. But, uh, if you listen to this by some uh, way or, or shape or form, uh, maybe we'll have to get him on the podcast and I can, and I can ask him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. I, I, anyways, I was just throwing that out there to him. That's between me and him. But uh, Vegas, I have them make. I still have them making the playoffs. Um, Vegas does not. Uh, if you look at their schedule, uh, I have Vegas winning this game. Um, but they have the Giants, then they have the Chiefs Sunday night football game at home. Who really knows what's going to happen there? Right? We'll, we'll 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 cross that bridge when it comes. Then they got the Bengals, they got the Cowboys. So some, they they have the Chiefs again. Uh, they have the Browns. I'm talking about like games that could be tough. Colts, Chargers to end the year, Uh, and then easy games. They have Washington and Broncos, so I say easier games. Um, And the losses this year, I mean, they did lose to the Bears. That looked kind of bad. They lost to the Chargers, and that's it. So I think they're making the playoffs, and I'm still standing by that. So that's a talented team. Even without Henry Ruggs, that's a talented team. And my boys, one positive that I I wanted to talk about in a game-related way um, for Ruggs not being there anymore my boys Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards are gonna ball out even more now. So um not obviously I wouldn't I would rather it not have come this way, but I completely understand. But no, I feel like if you need someone for fantasy football, Brian Edwards, I believe, is available in a lot of leagues now, unfortunately uh, we will say unfortunately, because of everything that occurred. But no, I do agree with that. And Hunter Renfro's been a really good guy this year. I feel like now this is gonna elevate their roles. Just for this game, though, like, and I'll say this too about the Giants. Like I they're not a bad team. I just feel like they are a weird roads right now where it's like they're trying to figure it out. And I feel like them too. also kind of expectations were a little higher for them and they're not living up to it. And it's the same old season for the giants. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, just give me a second folks. Okay. On to the next game. Saints versus the Falcons. The saints are a six and a half point favorite. The over under for this game is 42 and a half points. We still don't know who's starter for the Saints is this coming uh, Sunday afternoon, but one thing is for certain: I still like the Saints to win this game. Yeah, uh, well, Taysom Hill has, has been cleared, so I think he's playing. Um, so he's okay. going to be their quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think the Saints win this game. The Falcons have shown like a little more, like, like you know, they've kind of like m- mellowed out a little more. But their wins against the Jets and the Dolphins—so how big are those wins? um dolphins i mean they kept the game close against the panthers which that's a division game so you know um but i think that i think the falcons i will say this the falcons are better than they than they were i don't think the falcons are gonna make the playoffs or anything so don't come out come at me with that um but i do think they're gonna be better later in the season the problem is their next three games are saints cowboys patriots (laughs) so uh and then bucks sorry well they have jags in between that um so yeah it's not looking good for them but uh I do think they played better in the game against the saints because as also a, a to know, Michael Thomas is officially done for the year uh, and maybe done for the, in new Orleans. So um, we'll see about that. But uh, I, yeah, I've got the saints winning um, probably a close one. Honestly, I don't know what the spread is, but uh, six and a half points. Maybe Atlanta could cover that. I'll, I'll actually say that Atlanta might, could, might cover that. I, I agree with you. I think saints win, but I can see the Falcons covering. Um, Next one is Bills and Jags, fourteen and a half point spread for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think this is an easy win. I think it's a simple, easy win for the Bills. I just think. Yeah. Look, I know the Jags. Hey, after Miami, I thought last week. Hey, with Geno Smith, there was a chance they were going to win. I was sadly proven wrong, and for that, I am picking against the. I'm picking against the Jags. It's like last week. I bet on the Detroit Lions to win. I am never doing that again in my life. Yeah, I actually picked the Jacks to beat the Dolphins when they did, so that looked like a good game, and they and they won it, so I just had a feeling on that game. Uh, I was- Seattle I thought would be closer. I didn't think they would win, but I thought it would be closer, and it ended up not being close, so maybe they just can't go into, get, go into that environment and win. That might have been, been a lot of it. Exactly. And before we say what the last uh, one o'clock game of the Sunday slate is, I believe Phil has an announcement regarding this game. I don't know if he's gone public with it or not, but would you like to share? I have not gone public with it. I'll break news on here. Um, All right. I, I, I don't know if, when this you're going to release this, but you'll, It'll you'll be out it. tonight. Oh, OK, so, bam, it, it will be uh, breaking news. So breaking news. Your man, Nightmare 10, will be live in the Panther Stadium, Bank of America Stadium. I think it's still that. Uh to see Mac Jones live in person and the Patriots take on the Panthers. And I am hyped. Uh, it looks like Sam Donald might not even play, <laughs> so uh, it could be ugly. <laughs> and I love it, and I'm ready for it. Now, it, Carolina's defense is good. I get that. Um, one note about Stefan Gilmore, uh, he's apparently crying because we didn't handle his injury right. Well, you're hurt, buddy and no one would trade for you. That should be all you need to know. So that's all I'm going to say. That is my boy, but I don't understand why he had to attack. the new, uh, I say attack, but I don't know why he had to go after the New England's injury. I think he wants to play, and New England wouldn't let him play. And Matt Rule's letting you play on third downs, apparently, is what Matt Rule said. So let's, let's calm down about the injury thing. But I just want to throw it out there. But, yeah, so I think New England's going to win this game, and I can't wait to watch it. Um CMC may play. That could change things if he doesn't play. This is not going to be close. I'm sorry. It's just not. This is the first time I'm confident in New England winning. Uh, now, no, I'm not saying New England's going to win like 50 to nothing. That's not what I'm saying. But I think New England wins comfortably, especially if CMC doesn't play and Darwin doesn't play. I believe CMC, he's practicing, so I'm pretty sure he will be playing on Sunday. He's very limited. He's very limited. Uh, he's limited. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, so the cover to a couple things. So one, the spread for this is three and a half points, which I like the Patriots at three and a half points. I will say. I think the Patriots win. I'm not going to say close, but I'm not going to say comfortably. I'll say maybe a score, like a score and a half, like maybe a 7 to 14-point win I could see for the Patriots. I know I don't like to predict that usually, but I feel like, look, Atlanta, um, if our D-line can have their way, like with guys like Wise and Judon, and if they can wreak havoc against Carolina, who has a banged-up offensive line – And if we can contain Christian McCaffrey, I feel like we'll win. But at the same time, too, I'll say this. I would much prefer to see Sam Darnold, the quarterback, than P.J. Walker. Because P.J. Walker is way too unpredictable. Right. I mean, I I, I agree. I I just, I I mean, it's P.J. Walker. Has he even started in the league before? He has. It's just, you know, how, like, sometimes there's, like, situations like this. Like, look at last Sunday with Cincinnati and New York. No one thought Mike White was going to do anything. And then... The Jets beat the Bengals. That's all I'm trying to say. Like sometimes, look, I, I agree. You want that. you want predictable under what's unpredictable. I mean, I I do understand that. Um, but I, I will say that uh, I also think that uh, like Bill's very good against quarterbacks. that don't play very often. So, anyways, but I agree. I mean, it's you know the the you want the person you know versus the one you don't. I agree with that. Hundred percent. Well, anyway. Uh, 4 o'clock window. The first game of the 4 o'clock window. I don't know why it's at 4 o'clock because it's on the East Coast. But we have the Chargers going to Philly to play the Eagles. Uh, one and a half points right for the Chargers. Uh, and 50 over-under. I don't know what the over-under is going to be, but I feel like the under would hit. But give me I think the Char- this is a bounce-back game for the Chargers. I feel like last week, look, Justin Herbert does not play his best football against Bill Belichick. we I don't know if you saw any of the stats in that, but his uh, J- Justin's two worst games of his career have coming against New England. So, I think, simply put, this is a bounce-back game for the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I think I the Chargers, I say they win comfortably. I don't know, if like, big, but they win comfortably. Hmm. Exactly. And then we have San Francisco going, uh, San Francisco hosting Arizona, excuse me, where uh, San Francisco also is a one-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over the Arizona Cardinals. It's only because of Kyler's injury. Uh, I'm going to say this, like I said last week, too, if – Kyler plays. I'll take the Cardinals to win, but right now, since he's questionable, I'm gonna go San Francisco. He's questionable. Yeah, Kyler hurt his ankle last week in the play before AJ right. Green boo boo. Sit him, man. Come on, don't be a Cleveland. Sit him. It's okay. One game is not gonna lose. Sit him if he's even remotely hurt. Sit him. Play bomb Bob Jones the third. Okay, I don't know who their backup is. Play him, Colt McCoy or Chris Streeter. Don't – Col McCoy, there you go. It's a solid guy. I mean, just don't be like, – I don't understand. Like, Baker Mayfield shouldn't be on the field, but whatever. We're not going to go back to that. If Kyler Murray plays, I have Arizona. I'm, the, I'm with you. If he doesn't play, I'll go to San Francisco. Is Jimmy, Jimmy G's still playing, correct? Uh, yes, Jimmy G will be playing this Sunday. He's back. Trey Lance is still banged up. By the way, I got to shout out my boy. You know it, Griff. You know I talk about him all the time. Second in receiving yards in the freaking league, baby. Debo Samuel. Who may not be playing Sunday. What'd you say? I don't think he's playing Sunday. He might be playing Sunday. You're right. He is questionable. But respect on that boy's name. Let's go. So proud of him, man. He's so good. So good. Also, I'm watching. So in the background right now of our podcast, I have on the pregame for tonight's game. And they showed the crowd shots. Obviously, there was Jets fans. There was Colts fans. But I saw a guy in a Broncos jersey. And I'm sorry. But if you wear a random ass like a jersey to a sporting event, I I've done it before and I realize it's kind of silly. I realized it, it was an All Star jersey. But I wore a Raptors. I've worn Raptors gear to other games. But if like it's 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 cool in the moment. But sometimes for football, I think it's I think for football it's silly. Yeah, I agree. I kind of agree. I don't. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I watched um, I went to a Panthers uh, Broncos game when Peyton was with the Broncos. I went. My, yes. my, my, my invited me, so I went. I was like. Chance to get to see Peyton, you know, in, 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 in the NFL. Um, I don't think I wore Patriots gear. I'm pretty sure I didn't. That would just be weird. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not weird. Everybody knows your team. Like, just don't wear Broncos or Panthers. I don't know. I I kind of agree with you on that. Um, And that, and the last game. And also, too, the only thing I'm going to say about the Patriots game this week that concerns me is uh, this game eight years ago when the Patriots played the Panthers in Carolina is when my beef with Cleet Bleepman started because he – should have called a pass interference against Luke Keekly on Rob Barkowski, but he didn't, and we lost the game. And he's roughing again this Sunday in Carolina, so just a heads up and, there. And another fun fact, guess who was at that game? <laughs> I'm going to say you were too. That was a Monday night football game in 2013. Monday night football game is the only, other, only, only time I've ever seen the Patriots, so maybe that will will play into it. And it was in the end zone of that call, so um, I did not – so live, I did not think that it was pass interference, but, or I thought I could go either way when I got back home, I'm like, yeah, it was past experience, but I mean, I I got to see Tom Brady play and they got the final play in the end zone. So I was, I I don't have, I'm not as connected to a negative light as most people are on that play. I understand. Well, anyway, next game up Packers at chiefs, this spread jumped quickly. It was first two and a half points to the chiefs. Now it's at seven and a half points to the chiefs. Uh, Packers, obviously Aaron Rodgers is on the COVID-19 list. Obviously he is not COVID-19 vaccinated. Uh, Jordan Love is going to be making his NFL debut on Sunday. Um, For as much as I like to bet against the Chiefs on the spread, because the Chiefs are 0-4 on the year against the spread, at 7.5 points, it's just too much to say. I think you've got to go Chiefs to win and cover here. I think you have to. Because the only thing that's going to bother me, though, is that if they win this game... You know that like Chiefs fans are going to be like, oh, we're back, we're back, we're going to be going to the Super Bowl and all this fun stuff. When in reality, look, if you're five and four, you still got a long way to go. And also, they still have to play the Raiders and the Cowboys. So I think Chiefs have to go three and oh down the stretch before they're five week to have a chance at getting back in the picture. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think that, uh, sorry, I was having to respond back to somebody. Um, I think that. First of all, let me gather my thoughts. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, if he lied about being vaccinated – and I say lied because, of course, he said immunized or something and didn't say he was – I don't know. He bullshitted the media. Basically, he lied. So now it becomes – now I heard reports that he has followed protocol of an unvaccinated person in the – but of course, they're going to say that, right? He spoke without a mask to the press. That's breaking the rules. Exactly. So my thought on that is, how does Rodgers not get fined if not suspended? If that's Tom Brady, I'm, I'm going to sound the, like the biggest homeboy in the world. But if that's Tom Brady, Goodell suspends him for six games. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know if he just get. I think they get to get fined if I'm if I'm correctly. It'll probably be a fine and maybe a draft pick here or there. But, I can't but, see it being. But didn't they say that teams would forfeit games? That's if they couldn't. That's only if they couldn't field enough players to uh, uh, play a game. Say if uh, if a team has an outbreak, which hasn't happened luckily this year so far. And uh, knock on wood, if you knock on wood for that one, folks. Well, the Packers have, are pretty close to an outbreak, so whatever. But, anyways. Rogers is an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a Rogers fan. He's a great quarterback, but he's an idiot. Um, And he made a mistake, and he should own it. But, like, at least if you're not vaccinated. <laughs> so, I don't understand that. I've got the Chiefs winning this game. Blake Bortles actually, by the way, might start. I don't think he will. I think he'll be in Love. But he could. They did sign him as a backup um, because uh, he was on the preseason uh, squad before Rogers decided to show up and play. um. This is just whatever. I I could go off on Rodgers. I'm not going to do that. Chiefs win this game. I don't think this is the answer. This doesn't solve all their problems, though. The Chiefs are not a good squad right now. And I will say this about Mahomes, man. Like, I said this at work today. Like, Mahomes makes – and I know a lot of quarterbacks do. Tom Brady made some terrible decisions last week under pressure. But Mahomes under pressure has got to – he's got to chill. Like, you don't – you can take a sack. Like, you can take a sack. Like, two weeks ago – he threw a – th- I'm pretty sure he threw a pick six when he should have thrown, a, thrown the ball away or took a sack. It's just – I think that's when he, when he played the Titans. I don't know if that was two weeks ago. I think it was. Whenever I was on the cruise because I watched it on the cruise uh, or saw that part on the that cruise. Was, that, so, was that was the Titans. That was the Titans. So, yeah. So, like – I'm and I understand people make mistakes. All quarterbacks are going to do that under pressure. But I've just seen it a lot with Mahomes. Like, it just happens – I saw it before when they would win and or in, in while they were winning and slash losing – uh, you know, early on, like when they won the Super Bowl run or whatever. But it's like, and even last year. Um, now, granted, he had offensive line issues, but it's like, I don't know, man. Mahomes is just making some choices that that's made me scratch my head. But he's still great. I'm not taking that away from him, and he still wins this game. Yeah, I think it's just the same. I think there's too much for, um, like for Kansas City to win this game. So like Kansas City loses this game. The only way I can see it is if Jordan Love has like an or or if even if Blake Bortles has an outstanding day. But the only other thing I'm going to say this to is – and I've seen this a lot on Twitter because I think you follow Fitzy on Twitter, Patriots fan, who said, how many draft picks are the Patriots going to get fined? And I know in my room right now, I just see my dad, who's a Saints fan, who said the same thing last year too because the Saints got – they got fined a lot for dancing in the locker room after they beat the Buccaneers, which if the Packers don't get as a significant fine, it just looks like the league is picking and choosing who they truly care about, which, look, I know Aaron Rodgers is a superstar, but you have to treat everyone fairly. Nope, and I Considering the fact he's unvaxed too, it's just another level. The, the fact that he percent. lied about it, and he lied about it, he should be wow. fine. like a big fine, or he should be he should lose a game, which obviously he's losing a game anyway. So that might be how they look at it, but nah. He, normal, he, normal citizen. Sorry to cut you off, but normal citizens are being told if you see a fake COVID card or anything, to report that shit to the FBI. Yeah, no. I know it's different. Like he didn't fake having COVID or anything. He told the team the fact too, that he just said, "Oh, I'm immunized," but he never said against what. It just opened up a whole can of worms. Yep. And it just doesn't make it's just it just goes to the fact that I never understood why so many people and I understand on the field that's whatever, but why everybody's painted Tom Brady as this as the as the worst guy off the field, right? But Rodgers is a dick. He just always has been. Like there's just it, he don't care what no one thinks. And I get that that that's appealing to some people, but he just is. Like I'm not talking about his on the field stuff. Okay, we we can go. We've done that. We we can go there all day, right? Like, he just isn't like Tom Brady's a likable guy. Like everyone's. I mean, I guess. I mean, when you win, I, I, obviously you know you're you're hated more than anybody. But, anyways, that's just a huge pet peeve of mine because Rodgers has always been. He just comes off as like a douche to me, but whatever. He's not all a right. like is what I'm getting at. It's all
1: I and mean,
0: it. obviously you're gonna like him, but <laughs> yeah, 100. percent but okay. anyway, let's it's- move on. Is we are we cool to move on to Sunday? Yep. Um. So Rams and Titans Sunday night football. I know the Titans are without Derrick Henry. They signed Adrian Peterson. I have a hot take. All right, go ahead. I don't know if the Rams if the Titans win, but I think they cover seven and a half points. I think this is just like bait that people are going to take. You know where they're like Tennessee's vulnerable. They're this. They're that. Tennessee, even without Derrick Henry, I still feel like they're a good football team. They have Julio Jones. They have A.J. Brown. They're, if they're, and I know I know the Broncos have Von Miller, but this is not the Von Miller from five, six years ago when he was on those Denver Bronco Super Bowl caliber teams and the one that won the Super Bowl. But I'm going to say this. I think this is a spot where potentially people overestimate the abilities of a Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans team. Uh, Well, first of all, I want to say... I feel terrible for Derrick Henry, man. Like, when I heard this news, like I was legit devastated as if I was a Titans fan because the dude deserved MVP this year. Like, there was no question in my mind. He, one, you can make an argument he deserved it last year. Uh, when I, or I don't know if it was last year, but the year, year four, not last year, maybe I don't know, whatever, maybe both years. I don't know, but this year, he definitely was on track to like, like a true MVP. And this, is, this game is going to prove that. I honestly believe that's going to prove that. Now, I agree with you. It could be closer than people think. Um, but I that And and I do think Von Miller is actually a big, 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 big move for the Rams um, because it just adds to their defense. It adds to their nastiness. It's going to help Aaron Donald, guys like that, Ramsey, other guys. So I think that's where it's the big thing because it just makes your other guys better because now you have another guy they have to worry about. So that's why I think it's good. I, I agreed Von Miller's not the Von Miller that he was. Um, but I still think it's a monster move for the Rams. Um and I think the Rams win. Um do they do win. I think it could be closer. I don't know if the Tennessee Titans are gonna cover, but uh but I do think um now now Henry could come back for the playoffs, and that would be a huge story in itself. So if Tennessee can just try to maybe steal one here and there, um I, mean, I still think they can win against, you know, they're the they're not a terrible team without him. Um I just think they're not gonna win against the Rams. You know what? I, I agree too. I'm the same way. I just like I said too. I think this is a spot, you know, where everyone's expecting. It. It's like, do you like? It's like two weeks ago with the Rams and the Lions. Like everyone expected the uh, Lions to kill the Rams. That's not exactly what happened. The the uh, Lions kept it close, but that, that's just how I see it. Um, last but not least, Monday night football, probably a game. Honestly, I don't even care about. It's the Steelers versus the Bears. I'm, I'm going. The spread is at uh, 6.5. Uh, let me double check to make sure it's correct because I was looking at my spread pool. So the spread right now for this game is at 6.5 points and the over-under is at 40. I think, look, I don't. like I said, I, I could give two shits about this game. It's just a game where I, it's, like, who cares? It's two teams that I just do not care about. Sorry, Tommy. But um, also, I don't know of any Steelers fans to directly listen to this podcast. But when it comes to this game, it's just a very, what seems like, mundane primetime game. And even I said it to Big Rat last week on Monday. I was like, oh, hey, it's Steelers-Bears this week. And he literally was like, ew. And I have the same reaction. I'm just like, yeah, ew. It's not It's not an attractive Monday nighter. But give me the Steelers to win. That's all i got to say. Steelers to win, I think they cover, too. I think the Bears are a big letdown team. Uh, here's what I'll say. I think the Bears win, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about this game, but I don't uh, – Pittsburgh a, is a poser. That team beats teams when – all right, so let's look at their – right, so they beat Cleveland last week, barely. One, they – the one of the most idiotic plays I've ever seen in my entire freaking life, putting your kicker out on wrist like that for no freaking reason. So Mike Tomlin, I will, I've said this on the podcast before, I think, or at least a podcast. Mike Tomlin is one of the most overrated coaches in the league. I will stand by that. And and I know that I'm in the minority, but I will stand by that uh, until he proves me otherwise. Um, as far as getting like, like just winning big games, like he can win, you know, he wins here and there, but whatever. Uh, Do I trust the Bears? No. It's Monday Night Football. You know, the league is weird. The Bears always seem to pull off random wins. They did it last year, so that's why I'm kind of riding on that. And the Steelers have beaten three straight teams that are trash, and they barely beat them. The Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Browns. Their losses were to the Raiders, the Bengals, the Packers, and they beat the Bills by some miracle week one fluke, right? So the Steelers aren't good. And I also will mark mark my words. Now this game is will be a might end up being a big part of that. Now they played the Bears, Lions, Chargers. Then we, then they go the Chargers or they play the Bears and Lions. Then they go Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, back to Browns, Ravens. <laughs> wow! After I'm reading it, is more <laughs> than I thought it was. So <laughs> all teams that potentially are playoff teams, Vikings maybe not. Uh, I don't think the Steelers make the playoffs this year. I I saw that same predi- I saw that same prediction. It's just like <laughs> I said. I think and wise I'm not, but I I do believe that now. Oh, I know. I'm just saying the same thing. I just still think. Look, when it comes down to these two teams, I think that I'm just going Steelers. That's all. Like I said, I just think that uh, I- if I compare these two teams, I think that the I think the Steelers are the uh, are the better team. Sure. That's all. Yeah. But anyway, folks, I know this episode went on for a bit. We're at an hour 17. We're going to wrap it up right now. Look, this this honestly was not – this is one of the more difficult episodes I've had to do here on YWC Football Talk. I remember Phil was here when we had to talk about COVID-19, and I know he was here today. I'm not comparing the two anyways. I'm just saying that it just happened to be that, look, the two toughest episodes – not two toughest episodes, but like episodes where the subject matter wasn't directly about what happens on the field had to do with Phil, and I appreciate you for doing that, and uh, yeah, yeah. It was good to have it. Sorry uh, for how heated I get, but you guys know I'm a passionate fan. So, Well, it's all good. Well, anyway, folks, thank you very much for listening to episode number 125 of YWC Football Talk. Join me Sunday night as Pat Lane and I break down the Patriot-Panther game and the season so far for the Pats. Have a good one, everybody.